right. So clearly no one at top of the world is interesting in stopping their makeout session and buying ice cream, Rob. So that was a bad idea. I know we wasted so much money on this ice cream too. We filled both freezers in the truck with some good humor and like all kinds of ice cream that I used to love as a kid. I, I just don't get it. No, who would not want to stop like, you know, heavy petting for a bomb pop? Right. Whatever. <laughs> These people, so, man. I know. So I'm thinking let's head out to Makeout Point and see if we can maybe coerce some adults there to stopping uh, their uh, makeout sessions and buying some of our ice cream. Well, wouldn't it be easier if we could just, you know, because kids love ice cream, couldn't we corner that market there? Um, we're two adult men. That's pretty creepy, Rob. Ah, good point. Good point. Yeah. No yeah. one's going to want to approach two guys in an ice cream truck under the age of 12. Mm, yeah, you're right. I, I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. <laughs> no, that's that's why I'm the brains of this outfit, my friend. Yes, that that is why you are the brains. Uh, I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, so uh, what was that light? Did you see that? I did. What? The... It, it looks like it landed over in the forest over there. Yeah, that's a, you want to go check it out? We got nothing else to do. The ice cream's going to stay cold. It's not going anywhere. You want, yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, let's let's take off and go. All right. So we can, we got to park this here because we can't make it all the way in the forest with our ice cream truck. Yeah. And that, that gate's not going to open. It's nighttime. Let's just climb it and head on in. Uh, Oh, my shirt got stuck. Oh shit. Okay. All right. We're over the fence. It's so dark. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I got a flashlight app on my phone. Let me turn that thing on. Okay, there we go. All right. So do you see like way over there? Does that not look like a circus tent? Is there a carnival going on? And we didn't like nobody told us we could sell our ice cream there. We could totally sell ice cream there. Do you feel like the town never invites us to anything? I think that they're ashamed of us, honestly. Whatever. So bunch of elitist pigs. (laughs) They don't know what they're missing, my friend. Um, I'm suddenly hearing carnival music. Are are you hearing that? There's something going on, definitely. And this is definitely a tent just sitting out here in the middle of the woods. Yeah, I thought there would be like a Ferris wheel and, you know, some rides and people screaming and stuff and barfing. But it's just a stupid circus tent. Yeah, but I do smell like popcorn and i think i smell cotton candy yeah huh that's weird wait a minute so that's the opening over there is that like a gigantic ass clown coming out holy shit he's that does not look right what's he doing with that balloon i don't know i don't know if that's like a balloon animal snake or if he's just happy to see us rob uh, it, it looks like he's extremely happy to see us, and I, I don't feel right about this suddenly. No, I'm really uncomfortable with this whole setup, Rob. Wait, he's he's got something in his hand. He He's aiming it at us. I, I think we should run. It was a night like any other night. Then something happened. Something different. Star shooting star. Why here? Why now? 
Why clowns? They've been knocking him dead all over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space. Just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police bell, you need a psychiatrist. Uh -oh. They want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. All right, friends of the Midnight Mass Creature cast, judging from that trailer, you know that we are on board for Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988. I'm your co-host, Mark, and I'm always joined by the incredibly awesome. I'm Rob, and uh, I'm not any character today, unfortunately, because I don't remember the names of any of these characters from this movie except for Mooney, <laughs> and I don't want to be Mooney. He's pretty grumpy. Yeah, he's a grumpy old man. He's a grumpy Gus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now this was your pick, which I'm fine with, but you were the one who brought this to the table. Mm -hmm. um, now, when did you first see it, Rob? You know, I'm having a hard time remembering the year, but I know it was early 90s when I first saw this. Okay. All um, right. And then I did see it again, probably 97 when I was heavily into the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> really? So yeah, it was like clown, uh, hilarious clowns making comedy rap, and then killer clowns from outer space. It, it, just a match made in heaven. Well, there you go. Now, um, just real quick, this is PG thirteen. I just want to throw that out there too, because um, so you're not going to get like overt instances of super gore or like really bloody kills or anything like that. So. For people who have not seen it, you're not getting um, like a severe, like unrated movie or mm -hmm. like a hard R. It's PG-13. And no boobs. No boobs. <laughs> no. Hmm. no, no nudity. Um, now for me, and I think we've talked about this before, I, and everyone's taste changes, but I, I, younger Mark, had an aversion to like silly horror. I didn't want any part of that. Yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah, so like I did not catch this when it first came out. Um, actually, a friend of mine, um, Paul, what up, what up, um, <laughs> who's not really a horror fan, but I made him sit through so many horror movies, I'm surprised he still talks to me. Um, he actually brought it to my attention because there's a character in here. His name is Dave, and he's the younger police officer. So you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yep. So he brought it to my attention because he's like, do you think that the uh, gentleman in this is supposed to be a gay man? And he's like, watch the movie and tell me what you think. 
So that's actually how I watched this. I watched it on first on like a VHS copy. Um, that I think he had copied it off of cable or something. So it wasn't even like a nice copy or anything like that. Um, and I remember even the first time I watched it, I was just like, eh, because it was still, I still wasn't really into the whole like comedy horror thing. And then a couple of years ago, Arrow Video put out a Blu-ray of it and it looked really great. And I, like I said, I had changed and like the practical effects are amazing. Yeah, they are. It's, it's like so impressive. And it's, um, it's got like a dark twisted sense of humor about it. Um, and so I just kind of fell in love with the thing. I think it's, it's quite fun for what it is. It's not like an out and out, like gore extravaganza. It's not that at all. But for what it is, I think it's definitely something that should be on people's radars. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, so. I really kind of fell in love with this thing kind of recently within the last maybe like decade or so, maybe not even 10 years. Um, but, yeah, so I had no real exposure to it like back in the 80s or anything like that. You you were probably more aware of this before I was, to be honest with you, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, well, as you know, and as you've come to know, I'm a fan of the really goofy uh, horror movies. And especially knowing that like Evil Evil Dead 2, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> Evil Dead 2 is like one of my top 10 favorites. And, you know, Howard the Duck, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm really into that weird, goofy shit, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I think there's there's a place for that along with the serious horror. Oh, gosh, yes. I, I think horror is a giant umbrella that should it does and should encompass many aspects of the genre. Um, mm -hmm. Just because it's silly or goofy or it's not like a slasher or it's not a ghost story. That doesn't mean that I, I me, don't want to see it and don't want to experience it. Um, I feel as a movie watcher, I'd be doing myself a disservice to count something like that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah that's why I think we kind of make a good team because you bring things to the show that I necessarily wouldn't think to talk about. Not that I don't want to talk about, but I wouldn't even think to discuss it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you I like brought a, a lot of uh, some serious psychological horror in, you know, stuff that I hadn't seen or maybe things that I might've overlooked. Yeah. And that's what I think is really cool. I, I'm glad that you're receptive to, to things that I've brought and I'm totally receptive to anything you want to watch. So except for virus. Um, <laughs> it always comes back to that damn virus. <laughs> so um, just real quick before we move on, are you okay if I talk about like um, the Cheeto brothers, Chioto brothers? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so they're the family kind of behind this. The, the director of this was uh, Stephen Chioto. Um, the writers were uh, himself and his brothers, Charles and Edward. Um, and they're also uh, special effects gurus, basically. Hmm. Now, am I am I mentioning anyone you know yet? Nope. <laughs> okay, so so strap yourself in because these are the folks who brought you Critters. Really? Okay. They were involved in huh. Critters one, two, three, and four. Uh, they did one episode of the TV series Monsters that I've talked to you about before. Okay. Which I really think you would like. That I really like. I want to find some way to get you a, a, a copy of the season so you can sit down and view that because i think you would be head over heels in love with that show um they've also uh 
were involved with uh, Ernest Scared Stupid from 91. Okay, I did see that. I Okay. Uh, they were involved with Elf, uh, some stop motion in that, the Will Ferrell, Speak of the Devil movie, yeah, 2003. Right? Now, I don't know if... <laughs> okay, one of these, they were both from 95. Um, one of them, I believe we've talked about before, but it's the movie Screamers. Oh, with Peter Weller? Yes. Okay. So they were involved in the special effects on that. Now, this other one, I don't know if you're even going to know what I'm talking about. It's called Theodore Rex. And it's mm. got Whoopi Goldberg and a giant and a giant T-Rex. She's like a police officer and there's someone killing off these dinosaurs. And she's like trying to figure out who it is. And she's working with this T-Rex to solve it. <laughs> okay. No, definitely did not see that. I don't recommend it, but they worked on the practical effects, which are good. But the movie itself, I wouldn't recommend anyone sitting through that. Um, and then I don't know if you're a Trey uh, Parker and uh, Matt Stone fan. The- I am. Okay. So did you see Team America World Police? I did. Yes. Okay. So they were involved in the puppetry. Oh, they were the they were the marionettes, uh, you know, doing the yeah, marionettes. So, okay. So they had involvement with that. Yeah. So the Chiodo brothers have actually done quite a bit as far as like genre stuff goes. Nice. That that yeah. is just something that I would not have even thought of. Yes. So in the in the movie Killer Clowns, it was actually uh uh credited to fantasy two film effects, but it's it's really the Chiodo Brothers production incorporated who who do the special effects but I thought they were pretty cool. I just wanted to kind of give them a shout out because this movie is just laden with special effects that are to me above and beyond amazing. It is really. And even the clowns, they, Oh yeah. They look so, I mean, they look silly as shit, but also like if you was to walk near one, it would be, it would disturb the hell out of you. They're very so, menacing and they're giant. Like, yes. they're, well, I mean, some are tiny, but like the ones that are big are like massive looking. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I wonder if they got people who were like 6'10 to don the costumes. And then like, of course, the clown heads make them look so much bigger, too. Oh, sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, but it's pretty impressive. Uh, I will never, uh, never stop singing the praise of the practical effects of this film. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to just, I was going to, if you're okay with it, I was going to dive into it because there's really not a lot of thespians to talk about per se. And I was just going to kind of pepper them throughout when we get to the characters, if you're all right with it. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Cause honestly, I don't know of anyone in the cast. Um, I believe I have seen the guy who plays Mooney, but other than that, I don't recognize anybody else. All right. There's a couple I think you might be surprised. So let's let's uh I always like doing this to you. So let's uh let's head on. Yeah, let's <laughs> jump in. All right. So I do like that it opens with, you know, of course the shot of space, but then we kind of hone in on the big top burger, which I thought was a cool tie-in to the whole circus theme. Yeah. And that's where we're introduced to um our incredibly grumpy Sheriff Mooney. Right, he's like an a ass. real son of a gun. Yeah, he <laughs> just seems like a real son of a gun. He's just grumpy all over the place. Um and uh, he's played by uh, John, uh, yeah, John Vernon. And he's from The Uncanny, which is an anthology horror film about different, uh, each story involves cats. Really? Okay. Yes. So I thought you might kind of want to check that out maybe, because um, I know you're a cat lover. Uh, he also did a voice in Heavy Metal from 81. Mm. 
One of my favorite slashers uh, from 83 was Curtains. He was in that. I love me some Linda Blair, and he was in Savage Streets from 84. He was in the comedy Fraternity Vacation, which I don't know if you've seen that one, but some of those teen sex comedies, I do have a, a special place in my heart for them. He was in that one from 85. Now, this one I had brought up to you before, and I really think you would thoroughly enjoy it. I, I really got to push for us to do it on the show. It's called Blue Monkey. It was from 1987. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah I really think we should cover it on here. I think you would get a kick out of it. Let's uh, add and it then to he the was list. In, yeah, and then he was in one episode of Tales from the Crypt uh, in 92. Okay. So that's Mr. Vernage. And as I'm looking on his IMDb, um, okay, he was in Airplane 2, the sequel. National Lampoon's Animal House and Dirty Harry, uh, all three of which I have seen and enjoyed. So that's probably where I recognize him from. There you go. There you go. And then we're also introduced to uh, the ice cream um, uh, <laughs> truck owners. Um, and it is Rich and Paul. Now they're played by uh, Paul uh, uh, Terenzi. It's played by Peter... Lacassi, I believe, L-I-C-A-S-S-I. Yeah, and then his brother, like Rich, it. Rich Terenzi, is Michael S. Siegel. Um, I knew nothing that either one of these gentlemen had been in, so I have no filmography for these two. But those are our brothers that own the ice cream truck. I think they were hired as a um, from the movie as a comedy duo in Hollywood, I was reading. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. so apparently they had done some comedy in Hollywood, and they got hired you know, on the spot for, for that, because they were, you know, a team. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, there you go. So they've actually shown up to like, it's basically, it's called top of the world. And it's a makeout point for all these, I guess they're supposed to be kids, but you know, once again, the thespians portraying them look much older than what they, I imagine they're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, in the eighties, didn't everybody look older than they were? <laughs> right. Know? I'm thinking all of you should probably be at your apartments, which I mean, they're going to talk about one of the characters does have an apartment. I'm like, why would you be there? Just not at your apartment. <laughs> right. Why would you like a makeout spot seems so high school, not, not for right. uh, yeah. people who yeah. have their own places. Right. But anyway, so, you know, that's neither here nor there. They're at the makeout spot and they decide that that's going to be the best place to uh, sell their ice cream to a bunch of people making out and <laughs> doing their heavy petting sessions. Right. <laughs> uh, this is also where we're introduced to a couple that's going to be our basic main couple throughout the duration of the film. And that's Mike and Mike Tobacco, um, which I thought was an interesting last name. Yeah, that is. And then his girlfriend, Debbie Stone. So. Um, Mike is played by Grant Kramer with a C. Now he was in New Year's Evil, which I just brought up to you last show where the killer is killing people in different time zones. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was also in Aunt, Auntie Lee's Meat Pies from 92 with Karen Black. I love Karen Black. That's why I'm mentioning that one. Now, I don't know if you've seen this one. It's called Willie's Wonderland and it was from 2021 or 2021. Um, but it has Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, no, so basic, I don't believe I have seen that one. Okay. So basically what it is, is Nicolas Cage is pretty much pulling a Sid Haig from galaxy of terror where he doesn't really talk through the movie, but it's, <laughs> so do you know, Chuck E. Cheese? Do, do you know that, that franchise that, yeah, that food? Okay. So basically it's, 
it's that, but it's basic. Uh, the 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 animatron characters are possessed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's I think kind of I've fun. heard about I've heard about this movie. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So I recommend that one to people too. But any of those three movies, I actually recommend. Uh, that's from Mr. Kramer's career that I've seen. Now, okay. um, Suzanne Snyder is Debbie. She was in Weird Science with Anthony Michael Hall and uh, Kelly LeBrock. One of my favorite movies. Okay. Night of the Creeps from 86. Oh, another favorite. Okay. Well, yeah, with Tom. Tom <laughs> Atkins. Yeah. Um, she was in, I like the film. It's kind of weird and quirky. It's called Retribution from 87. And then she was, of course, in Return of the Living Dead Part 2 from 88. Aha. So that's the one I thought you, once I mentioned that, I know you've seen some of those. Oh, yeah. You know it. Yeah. So they're basically in the back of the car and they're making out and then they kind of see a comet in the sky. And yeah. They decide... and... Oh, go ahead. No. Um, is it, Do they see the comet first or does that uh, hillbilly guy see the comet? They see the comet first. Okay. Yeah. And then and then the, the very next scene is the hillbilly guy. All right. Now, real, real quick, though, before we move on. <laughs> I love how the two ice cream owners have the two women like in the back of the truck. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause they promised them I, all the ice cream they could eat. <laughs> yeah. And like somehow that's going to like equate sex. Right. I don't know, whatever. But yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So um, Deb and Mike see this comet and she wants to kind of go take a look at it. But then we're at the shack with the elderly gentleman, which you were just talking about. Uh, and that is actually played by um, in the in the movie. He's Farmer Gene and his dog Pooh Bear. The hound. OK, yeah. Yeah. His name but is Royal played, Dano, I guess. Which is an amazing name. It now, is. I've got to talk about Royal because okay. he's been in some killer things. I love Joan Crawford, and he was in a film from 54 called Johnny Guitar, which any of our listeners out there, you need to see Johnny Guitar. It's one of the weirdest Joan Crawford films from her early career. I highly recommend it. I'm a Night Gallery fan. He did an episode of that from 72. Now, Werewolf Lover that you are, he was in a TV movie from 72 called Moon of the Wolf. Oh, see, that was before my time. Yeah, but I'm just, I always point out those werewolf films for mm -hmm. you, my friend. Uh, he was in Messiah of Evil, which is just a weird, bizarre film from 73. I highly recommend that. I knew I, his voice sounded so freaking familiar, and he was Gramps in House 2, The Second Story. Oh, yeah, I was going to get there, yep. Uh, sorry, uh, I just got super excited about that. Oh, no, yeah, no, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, before that, uh, he was in Big Bad Mama with Angie Dickinson, which I love her, and I love that movie. Now... Because there's an age discrepancy between us, but I don't know if you saw this when you were younger, because I did. It's a Disney film called Something Wicked This Way Comes from 83. Did you ever see that? No, I wasn't really too big on Disney movies. Okay, so it's a, it's kind of a scary one for kids. Um, and since this is PG, uh, the, the one we're doing now, Killer Clowns, this one is also like for a younger audience. So that might be something that if you have like younger family members who are into horror that's mm. another recommend that they could watch with this one um and then just like you said he was gramps in house to the second story that same year he was in ghoulies 2 and he was uncle ned oh yeah yep uh he was in spaced invaders which i think we've talked about this have you seen spaced invaders from 90 i do believe i have yes okay that seemed like something up your your alley <laughs> yeah 
then of course, Twin Peaks fan that I am. He was in two episodes of that from 1990. And then he was in The Dark Half, the Stephen King film. I did see that one too. I thought so. Okay, all right. So that's our friend, Royal Dano. Wow, so he, he was has, in a lot, man. Yeah, he was. He was, he was. And I love the name. What a great name, Royal Dano. Right. And he looks like he was a, a star in Western movies for some, Actually, like in this he photograph. Did, he did quite a bit. If you go back and look at his stuff, he did quite oh, a bit okay. early on. Which I forgot to mention this, but I thought this was kind of cool. I'm going back to Sheriff Mooney. Okay. He did a ton of voice work in Marvel and DC uh, animated uh, series. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Which, which I thought was cool. But anyway, I, I'm moving on now. Um, <laughs> so uh, the gentleman goes out with his dog and he actually sees a circus tent and like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. What's the circus tent doing here? <laughs> right. And then that little weird portal opens up. Oh, and the, 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 the foolish net where they capture the dog. <laughs> yeah. The poor Pooh Bear's there. And then this giant like oh. fish net comes out, and just scoops him up. That's when you know, like shit's about to go down, man. Oh, yeah. Well, and then so uh, uh, Farmer Gene gets all upset. And he punches the tent, but it's not soft. It like makes this metallic sound and hurts his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes to grab the, the the tent rope, but it's like electrified. Yeah, and he says something about wire being wired or something like that. Yeah, and then he's shocked by that, and then the clown actually comes out and just vaporizes him with his little gun. Yep. And that's the end of him. Yeah, and that's the first uh that's the first view we get of the killer clowns from outer space. Yes, the untimely death of Farmer Gene. Yeah. And we assume poor Pooh. Right, because something had to happen to that dog. Yes, poor Pooh. So now we're back at this police station, the sheriff's is coming uh, in with two, like, air quotes, winos. <laughs> and they were actually just the punks who were actually going back to their, I, I, think, I think they were college students just going back to their dorm or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just with bottles of, of liquors. But they, he, the, the sheriff was so upset by their just being out in his, his community that he, he took them in. Yep, he wanted to bust them. Yeah, he wanted to bust them. Uh, but then uh, we have uh, the awesome police police officer Dave who intercepts and the two of them start to bicker about just pretty much everything. They clearly don't get along. And now uh, doesn't Dave remind you of a skinny Roddy Roddy Piper? Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I could totally see that. Like there's something about the facial features there. Like if he was muscular, he could probably be Roddy Piper's stunt double in They Live. Yeah, I could see that. But now that actor is actually John Allen Nelson. Mm hmm. So the first one you're not going to know anything about, but this is kind of for our, uh, our, uh, how do I want to say this? Fans of the male physique. He was in a movie called Hunk from 87. The movie's not good, but it does have a lot of male beefcake. <laughs> he was also, so the character is Deathstalker, but he's not been Deathstalker in all of the movies. He was just Deathstalker in part three. Deathstalker, Deathstalker, in the Warriors from Hell. That was from 88. Now, if you've not seen this one, I will be shocked. He was in Feast 3, The Happy Finish from 2009. Okay, you know I've seen all the Feast okay. movies. Okay, all right. So yeah, he was in that one. So Who anyway, was all right, he in so that? Yeah. Who was he in Feast 3? Shit Kicker. I thought that was Clue Gulliger. And, well, and he's in... Three, he's he is uh 
shit kicker in that one? Are there is is there? Um, it was Clue in all of them. Yeah, Clue was in all three. I think he died in the third one. Is there more than one shit kicker? I can't remember who shit kicker was. I'm just thinking that shit kicker was Clue oh. Yeah, uh, but I could be he's wrong. Credit, he's credited as, as shit kicker. Okay, I'm trying to remember, and it's been ten years since I've seen the Feast movie. So, <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know now, but so Clue Gallagher is just uh, credited as the bartender in the first one. He's not actually given a name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember who shit kicker was then. Well, in part three, it was John, John Allen Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have had to have been the same. No, wait, because the same people only Clue was one of the only people who Yeah, stayed. a lot of people didn't come back for yeah. the other ones. Yeah. They met their untimely uh, match. They did. Yeah. Uh, All right. So but anyway, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I'm just uh, I was trying to figure it out, but I'll figure it out later. Yeah. So. um, So the, the, it's clearly set up that Dave and and uh, Sheriff Mooney, they don't quite really see eye to eye on things. Sheriff wants things done his way and Dave's more by the book. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we've got uh, Debbie and Mike and they are at the fence and they realize they have to walk into the woods if they're going to figure out where that comet landed. Right. And did it, I don't know, maybe it was just the way the film was, but it seemed to have taken them an extremely large amount of time to get from point A to point B. Yeah, they were walking for quite a bit and they do end up at the tent eventually, but she doesn't want to go inside. He kind of coaxes her inside. <laughs> now, this is just like neither here nor there, but okay, so you're in the woods and you see this tent. Are you just going to go in, Rob? No. Yeah, no I wouldn't either. I would want no part of it. Like, especially what it is and where it is. So you've got this weird circus tent in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah, I'm not going in there. <laughs> no, I I'm, I don't understand what the, what's wrong with these people. They're like, oh, a circus tent. There must be clowns or something in there. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. I, I'm on Team Debbie with this one. I'm like, let's not go. I, I would just let Mike go by himself. <laughs> so, but anyway, Mike coaxes her in and he's in there and they're like investigating going deeper and deeper into the thing and then he decides to hit that series of buttons oh yeah and and they end up on what to me looked like a really like trippy design set from like uh, what was it the third um return of the jedi where they're on that like ledge and it just drops into nothingness and there's like like that yeah like, that, that big conductor Tesla thing. thing yeah yeah the Tesla conductor thing yeah I don't know what that was <laughs> and it's it's kind of like uh you know going back to us talking about Doctor Who bigger on the inside you know oh much definitely oh yeah you get the impression this tent holds quite a bit especially as they progress further right because then they they end up taking another revolving door into this like cotton candy factory. Yeah, and di okay, when they got into that little revolving door elevator thing, didn't it look like she was pushing him into the elevator? Yeah, it did. It did. Yes. I was like, okay, you don't want to go in there, but why are you thrusting <laughs> both right, of, right, both of your and bodies into the elevator or whatever exactly, the hell that was? Exactly. And then come to find out that these giant, like, to me, they look like light bulbs hung upside down, wrapped in fur, but they're cotton candy cocoons. 
Yeah, they didn't look like cotton candy, really, aside from being pink. Yeah, it was pink and fuzzy. It looked like carpeting almost to me, like a shag carpet or something. Fur, fur. <laughs> it looked furry, furry. Yeah. Um, but then they've got, of course, one of our clowns brings in a new one, and Mike recognizes that, like, inside of it's Joe. And that causes the two of them to run out and escape. Oh, because course, he tried to peel the cotton candy and then yeah, there was like a face right. in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, they're they're uh, being pursued by a clown who's shooting popcorn at them. <laughs> Which <laughs> most uh, one of the most, uh, well, the first ridiculous thing. Oh, there's so many ridiculous. Yeah, there's so yeah. much ridiculousness to this movie. Uh, and so they're also, uh, so they make it out into the forest, but now they've got a couple of clowns and then one of them has like a, uh, <laughs> a balloon animal dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so luckily they make it to the car, but they run over the puppet and they, they pop the balloon dog, uh, but not puppet up. Uh, I'm sorry. In the Hicks household, we call them poopets. Dogs are called poopets. poopets. So that's going to okay. mess me up. No, the dog, the balloon dog and pop it and they hit one of the clowns in their escape but the clowns are fine and so debbie's like we got to go back and tell the police what's happened yeah and she's like i have someone there that's going to believe me right and, and we don't we, know who that is until um yeah until they get to the station and then we figure right. it out that and, it's uh, yeah and then we see the clowns are heading to actually where this is taking place which is Cres crescent cove yeah and I mean, that picked up right away, like, you know, from the time that the clowns landed all the way up until the two got chased. And then like immediately it's like, boom, 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 you know, nonstop action. Oh, yeah. This moves at a pretty quick pace, I yeah. think, which is good because if it to me, if it is geared towards a younger audience, their attention span will be a little bit shorter. Right. I was just going to you know, say that the attention span. Yeah. Yeah. Because great minds think alike, Rob. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So they, of course, head to the police station and she kind of spills the whole story to her friend Dave. And then we get, there's a lot of scenes of like the clowns wreaking havoc on the town. And we get our first one, which is the clown is outside the drugstore with the gorilla. It's like an animatron gorilla. Yeah. And then the clown pretends to be like a, a robotic type thing too. Right. Yeah. He kind of starts mimicking it. Well, back in the station, we've got uh, Mike kind of spilling the story that there's these killer clowns from outer space. And that's when Sheriff Mooney overhears. And of course he just like poo-poo's the whole idea. And he even mentions that Debbie's a tramp, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm like, how do you get from point A to point B? <laughs> he's just a hateful old bastard he is he is and then of course it, it's they let it slide or slip that they uh were on top of the they were at the makeout place top of the world and then sheriff mooney also overhears that they were the ice cream truck was there as well and he's like oh this is just a ploy to tie in these clowns with the ice cream truck, which is kind of like clown themed yeah. to sell more ice cream. So this is all just a joke to make them look like idiots. Yeah. And he like they he thinks that the brothers got in with the rest of the people who were at top of the world to to pull a prank on the entire town. Yeah. And Mike's friends with the brothers as it is. So mm -hmm. that just makes him look even more guilty. But Dave is willing to believe Debbie and he takes the the uh, 
Debbie and Mike and himself out to the to the forest to kind of investigate. The power of the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> now we get our second scene, and that's the gazebo scene with the puppet show. Oh, yes. And this is one of my favorites. Okay. So do you want to go over it? Sure. So okay. um the gazebo, we see one guy apparently just going up to it and there's a little puppet stand there and, and then one puppet pops out and then another. Um, and then it's like a, a girl and a boy and the boy puppet is trying to make out with a girl. She keeps pushing him away and the, the boy puppet is not taking no for an answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the girl puppet goes back down and then pops back up with a ray gun and shoots the boy puppet. And the guy is like, very amused and he's laughing. And then all of a sudden the girl puppet looks toward the guy who's laughing. And then the clown pops up and he's really freaking tall, man. A ginormous clown. Yes. yes. And then like the guy realizes how, like, I guess the amount of shit that he's in and he's, uh, he's got a shocked look on his face, but not before he gets zapped. Yes. Now I want to go back to the scene really quick because I believe Pretty much your exact words were the guy just shows up for no reason on the gazebo. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, you're right. But in the TV version, I guess the guy had a bag of popcorn and he threw it over his shoulder and it comes back and hits him from the gazebo. And that's how he ends up there. Really? Which okay. I'm like, I wish you would have left that in because like you said, I'm like, why are you at the gazebo in the middle of the night? That makes zero sense. Right. That would have made a lot more sense than just uh, all of a sudden cutting to a scene and then a guy is standing at a gazebo for absolutely yeah. no reason whatsoever. I would have. Yeah, I would have left that scene in. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, the the that scene where the clown just busts out of the like puppet, like a like little was it? What would you call it? The little puppet show standy or whatever is just horrifying because he's so big yeah he's gigantic he's huge and, and so is the like the all right the version you watch you've got like the 4k ultra hd blu-ray and so like all they left all of that stuff in uh no so my version is just plain blu-ray i don't know for a fact that there's a 4k anywhere i just had the blu-ray oh, okay the tv one no it was just a uh trivia thing that i read about oh, the, okay. No, I thought, so there, you, I thought no, you had that. I guess they added scenes for the TV release, and that was one of the ones that they they left in. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then more chaos is ensuing at the drugstore. We've got a clown that's like kind of browsing around, and we see that he's already wrapped some people up in the cotton candy cocoons. Yeah. And the and I wish they had just, showed that part, like him, the clown yeah. zapping the customers. <laughs> Right. Well, while the pharmacist is just watching, I'm like, I would have been out of there so fast. Right. But then if you ran, wouldn't they zap you too? So, well, I, they seem okay with him on the phone or just looking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then this is where we get the next thing we get where we're filled in that actually Deb and the police officer Dave had a pass together. Mm, yeah, they used to be an item. They were an item indeed, which makes it all the funnier because Dave forces Mike to ride in the back of the police car, but lets Debbie sit in front with him. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so now we get more clown shenanigans. We have the clown delivering the pizza to the scantily clad girl who gets cocooned. Yeah, the, I like that one. I wish they played that out a little bit longer or did some more with like the clowns knocking on people's doors. Yeah, because the next thing we get the heart of Graham. Yeah, that um, was funny, too. Yeah, there's just the, all these little you could tell they just had all these ideas of what the clowns could be doing to the town folk. And they just all these little vignettes sprinkled throughout the movie. Yeah, like the silliest ways to die. Exactly, exactly. Well, Deb, uh, officer, I'm sorry, officer Dave decides that Deb is better off at her apartment um, and she should not be pursuing uh, these clowns going back into the forest with Dave and Mike. So he's going to drop her off. Yeah, because at like, this point, he really doesn't believe that they're telling the truth. He knows something's going on, but he doesn't he doesn't actually believe, you know, what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. And but he still wants her safe. But she's like, you know, she's telling Mike, she's like, you know, let him drop me off. Just play along and I'll meet you back up there. So now we have more chaos at the pharmacy. They, the one clown, there's two clowns, but one of them has discovered shaving cream <laughs> and face powder. <laughs> Which is just so bizarre. And the the shaving Ooh. cream thing had me laughing, but then the sneezing in the face powder, that that was just the icing on the cake right there. Ah, there you go. Okay, so that appealed to your sensibilities, did it? Yeah. <laughs> now, just really quick. Do you think that this is what the aliens look like? Or do you think this is a guise they put on to somehow make them more appealing to humans? or? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you have yeah. any theories on this? Well, you know, later on, as we go into the film, there's, uh, you know, uh, Dave and Mike are talking about. They're speculating on like, yes, oh, they are. Yes, know? correct. And so that's what I was thinking. I was like, hmm, maybe we got our idea of clowns from these creatures. You know, this might not be the first time that they visited the planet for a bite to eat. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they actually look like that. Okay. I was wondering if it was an aliens race idea to take something that people would um, not be fearful of, but they did it in such a weird, twisted way that they got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that too. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious your thoughts on it. All right. So anyway, Mike and Dave end back up at the uh, woods, but the tent's gone. There's just that giant hole. Right. And he was like, that's where I came to the conclusion. I was like, oh, the cop really doesn't believe him. He's going to think he's pulling his leg because now there's no evidence whatsoever. And this is where he decides to cuff Mike. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and in a a different kind of movie, it would have went completely different. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so now we get the scene with the bikers and the little clown on his bike. Oh, another another gold star scene right here. Do you want to take it? Um, yeah, okay. I might not do it justice, but I'll take it anyway. All right, go for it, my friend. All right, so we got <clears throat> we've got the big tough bikers in an alley, and then some. You know, they see a little shadow emerging on a. Is is it a tricycle or I don't know what the hell it is. It looks like a bike with training wheels, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So we get the smallest <laughs> clown riding that bike and is every, the, all the bikers are like making fun of the clown on the bike. And look at this guy. He's like, can I ride your bike? And the clown's like, eh, eh. and he's like, can I uh, toot the horn? And the clown says, okay. And, uh, 
he picks the bike, the biker picks the bike up and smashes it on the ground and then toots the horn. And that makes the clown very upset. And the clown jumps up in the air. And when he comes back down, he's got a pair of boxing gloves. And so the the biker's like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off. And then the clown gives him an uppercut and you see a head go flying into the trash barrel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, whenever you get bikers in movies that don't look like threatening, Walt always calls them hex, hex angels. And he's like, oh, look, it's a group of hex angels. Because <laughs> um, they, they, to me, look like what they call them, weekend, weekend warriors, where they're like, they really just, they didn't look intimidating to me at all. They no, like they the, didn't. Just they a bunch just... of guys and their wives who would maybe like ride on weekends when the weather's nice <laughs> in the fall. Like, did you ever see that uh, John Travolta movie where um, they were they were creating their own motorcycle club? No. What is this? Oh, I can't remember who else was in it, but it was John Travolta and Road Hogs or Road Dogs. I think oh, Martin, this Martin Lawrence was in it too. I think. I never saw it, but I think I know what you're talking about. It's so it's like later in John Travolta's career. Oh, right? definitely later. Yeah, he's he's yeah. much older. Yeah. Yes, I I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know they're they're the weekend uh, motorcycle guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what these guys. This is what this, these collection of guys are. Yep. So now we're back outside the Big Top Burger, and the little girls in there with her family, who's not watching her at all. Oh right, I know. And there's that clown outside. <laughs> Creepy freaking clown, too. I find this one of the more disturbing scenes in the movie. I, I don't know why I just do. And because it, it's like beckoning the child to like. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. He's like <laughs> beckoning the child just to come outside. <laughs> and she's pretty much out the door when her mom like, like just grabs her by the arm, and pulls her back in. And you could tell the clown's like not happy about that. Yeah, because he, he had a, a rubber mallet behind his back and everything. <laughs> yeah. And he bears those like gnarled teeth. Which made me think of Critters, strangely enough. So, oh, so I'm so glad you said that. Can you not tell, knowing that the Chiodo brothers worked on both, can you not tell it was the same artistic hands behind them? Yes, now I can. Because, like, you know, when you see the Critters bearing their teeth, yeah. they, the expressions are pretty much the same. No, I love that. I think that's so cool that you can, you can just see that artistic flair yeah. all over the place. I think that's so cool. Oh, yay. Yay you for saying that. Yes, that's yeah, so cool. They left their signature, most definitely. Oh, yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, so now we have Dave and Mike are uh, headed up to the top of the world, but there's nothing left but destroyed vehicles. Yeah, so, it's like, what the hell happened here, man? It's exactly. Like so, yeah, so Dave gets out leaving Mike in the car and he starts looking around and he discovers that one Jeep that's like covered in like, cotton candy webbing yeah and there's a pair of glasses left with uh the frames cracked mm -hmm. so he retrieves them from the car and he he heads back over and he frees mike from the cuffs and shows him the glasses and mike recognizes them as being bob mcready's uh, uh well it was bob mcready's jeep so they would have to belong to Mop, bob mcready if they came from the jeep yeah and so uh, that was uh played by christopher titus correct Okay, I'm going to say okay. Uh, Go for no, it. I'm just uh, wondering. I'm going to have to look at the casting again because I believe, like, I do remember Christopher Titus. Oh, yeah, Bob McReed, yes. And okay. so he didn't really have a big part in this movie, but I do remember him being in it. 
Now, who do you know the actor from other things? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so he was in the TV series called Titus 2000 to 2002. Um, trying to think of what else he was in, but I do remember him from that. Cause I did watch, Oh, special unit. Yep. Okay. Um, in 2017. And I guess, uh, he was kind of a comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember him from a few things. I just don't remember him from a lot of movies. Was there someone really big in Titus? Uh, An actor? I don't know. I'd have to, that was okay. <laughs> over 10 years, 20 years ago. Okay. I, I'm thinking of, um, oh, the guy from Magic, help me. Um, Hannibal hmm. Lecter. Hannibal yeah, Lecter. Anthony Hopkins. Yes, Anthony Hopkins was in it. Oh, and Jessica Lange. That's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, so yeah, I know okay. what you're talking about. All right. Okay. All right. Yay. All right. But anyway, so now. Back on track. Yeah, back on track. <laughs> We're at the station with Sheriff Moody and he's getting these phone calls. <laughs> and <laughs> the one lady perfect. calls. Yeah. And the one lady calls, and he's not the person you want to be calling for help whatsoever, you know, because the yeah. one lady calls and she's like, there's a clown at my front door. And he's like, well, this is obviously a prank. And so he kind of hangs up on that. And then um, he's like, I should just shoot all these prank, all these, uh, all these punks. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the pharmacist during the, the, the interim, while all this is happening, the pharmacist calls and he's actually trying to describe what's happening in his, his pharmacy to Moody. And then the phone call, another phone call comes in and it's the, the, uh, <laughs> the woman that called the first time's husband saying, that the clown has taken his wife away in a balloon. Yeah, they care. Oh, they carried your wife away in a balloon, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and th so he's not really buying any of this, but I think the fact that the pharmacist that he kind of knows is calling in makes him a little suspicious. Yeah. So now we have the, the it, man being pursued by the clown on the invisible, like, motorcycle oh man that was cool that was really cool effects yeah oh yeah and uh that's the okay so now wait we need to talk so do you remember how the man meets his demise in that scene uh he goes over the cliff like in a, a really bad drag race movie okay and then what happens to the car do you re do you remember exactly what happens to the car the vehicle uh it explodes sort of it's kind of a pathetic little fire Okay, yeah, I really wasn't paying attention to that part. Okay, the, the reason I mentioned that is because it was supposed to be much bigger, but it didn't work out. That was one of the trivia things. It's like it did, did not go exactly how they wanted to look, and that's why it looks so pathetic. Oh, okay. It's just like someone threw a little match at one. <laughs> a little fart instead of an explosion. Exactly, exactly. All right. <laughs> so now we have uh, Deb back home, and she's getting ready to undress for her shower. And we see that the popcorn on the rug is actually sentient. It's kind of like crawling around on its own, but she does not notice this. Yeah, it's doing that poltergeist moving meat thing. Oh, totally. Very good. Good callback. Um, and, oh, okay. So that was nice. So now we're back outside Big Top Burger, but we're back at the dumpsters. Oh, yeah. And the clown sprinkling the little popcorn inside the dumpster. Yeah. And then he just leaves. Yeah. All right, so now we're back with Debbie and her hamper, her clothes, ham clothes hamper is kind of starting to like just shimmy back and forth ever so slightly. Yeah, so the popcorn must have migrated to the hamper. 
Well, it was on her clothes too, I think, because oh, some of her. Yeah, that's it, right. Yeah. yeah, but because I think so, not to be like a geek, the popcorn they showed was moving to the right towards the sink. Oh, that's how they ended up in the toilet. And okay, I gotcha. Yep. Yes, but her clothes were in that hamster, and this will all come and play later, which I think you know where I'm getting at. Oh, I totally. I know what you're okay. getting at. So now we're back at the dumpster and the workers going outside just to throw some trash away. Here's like that weird chirping noise emanating from the dumpster. Mm-hmm. So he, of course, opens it and he's pulled in screaming into the dumpster. Yeah. You come on now. If you're hearing weird shit, you don't yeah, open not, to check it out. Because you're making a minimum wage working at a burger joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll find some gold in there. Yeah, they're lucky I made the trash to the dumpster at Jack of the Box. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we've got Dave and Mark, um, and they're driving around, and we see that actually Mark gets to, I mean, sorry, Dave and Mike um are driving around and we get to see that Mike actually gets to sit in the front seat now. <laughs> yeah, after after the officer knows that he's not bullshitting him. Right, exactly. And, you know, Dave's admitting that, you know, it makes him hard. This whole thing is making it hard because Debbie's involved and, you know. He's still he, got feelings for her. Yeah, and then he makes the little jab that, like, you know, she's going for last now instead of stability. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he also mentions that, like, he's going to send the glasses off to a lab for, like, further investigation to see what's going on with that. Really? I didn't. Wow. I must have missed that part or they left it out of the movie. Because it's I, pretty, it's, you know, it's kind of like going back to Galaxy of Terror. It, it's just a really quick line. That oh, It's okay. just all being fed really fast. It's like a blink and um, you miss it kind of line. Exactly. Exactly. Um, or you may have still been laughing from the shaving cream uh, face powder. <laughs> we don't know. Um, now we get the bus stop scene. Oh, with the, the finger puppets. Yeah. Yes. Did you want to do the finger puppets or you want me to cover that one? Oh, uh, you can cover that one. Okay. So basically I think it's like five people at a bus stop. Um, and the, the clown is waving and everything and he's doing hand shadows. At first he does like a bunny and like impressive hand shadows too. We're not talking like the little two finger bunny where it looks like a bunny. Yeah, it looks like an actual rabbit. <laughs> and then we get an elephant and then we get George Washington crossing the Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the figure of a woman doing like a shimmy dance. Well, this is when Mike and Dave actually spy him doing all this. And this is Dave's first visual like encounter of a clown. So he knows for a fact now that Debbie and Mike are not making this up. He has visual proof. Yeah. So now, by now, the shimming woman shadow has turned into a giant, like, T-Rex shadow. And it just eats the five people at the bus stop. Which, yeah, and then he, uh, I guess in their technology, like, shadows can capture people and make them really tiny, and then he puts the people in his bag of popcorn, which I thought yeah. was cool. But I yeah, do have a exactly. question for you. Now, okay. um, knowing the stature of these clowns and how creepy they look, would you, if you were sitting at a bus stop and one of those showed up, I mean, that wouldn't be an innocuous kind of situation. You'd be like, hey, something's wrong here. This is this is a really fucking weird looking clown. 
and I'm going to get the hell out of here. Like, right? No, I'm not waiting on that bus to arrive. I'm out the door. Yeah. See, I would have left too. My head. No. Yeah. No, I'm gone. I wouldn't have waited for like shadow shadow puppets or anything. No, thank you. No, I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good. Um, I just wanted to. You know. No, I am out the door. Yeah. It makes you wonder, though, because like the pharmacists stuck around, do they have some way of like hypnotizing people too? I don't know. Is that part of their hmm. their gimmick? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe um, they just look so ridiculous that nobody takes them serious. So they don't think of them as dangerous. See, I find them off putting, though. Like, I, I don't have a thing about clowns. That's I, Clowns don't bother me. But the look of these clowns are off-putting. To oh, me. absolutely, yes. I'm <laughs> I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. But I'm saying, like, for the sake of the movie, maybe the people just thought, "Oh, this ridiculous-looking, really tall clown. Uh, how the, how harmful could it be?" I guess in the middle of the night, yeah, yeah at a right. bus stop, <laughs> doing finger puppets, <laughs> right? But anyway, so this like freaks Mike out, and he slams on the gas, sending the a police car careening towards the clown, but the clown just jumps like straight up into the air and vanishes. Oh yeah. Holy crap. That's right. right. He just kind of whoop, goes up and doesn't come back down. Mm-hmm. So Dave now is radioing into the uh, police station and he gets a hold of Mooney and he's like, we need the state police to help. But Mooney's like, nope, you're trying to get me to retire early. You're trying to drive me off the force. I'm not dealing with this. And he's not going to help. Yeah, he's not falling for it. Well, this is where we get the ice cream van being chased, um, by, uh, uh, driven by the, the two brothers. And Mike and Dave chase, uh, uh, help me. Oh, they, they leave for the station. They're headed towards the station and they see the ice cream van. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, so Mike decides that since the police car, um, wait, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mike, I believe, is dropped off and oh, Dave no, the, is the, heading for the station. The police car crashes into the ice cream truck. You're jumping ahead. That's oh, my fault. Oh, I am. Okay. <laughs> sorry. That's my fault. That's my fault. Dave, the whole purpose of heading to the police, I'm um, to the bus stop was so that Dave could drop Mike off to head home. That's why they ended up there. Dave takes the police car to back to the station, leaving Mike there. Mike sees the brothers, and he goes to talk to them to get a ride back to the apartment. Okay, yeah. And That's right. Yeah, now, now we're back now on I know track. where we are. All right. And he has to coerce the brothers into giving a ride back by telling them, that Debbie has two Buxamy roommates. Right. <laughs> and, yes. they, and they okay. love ice cream. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Okay. So now I'm so, I apologize to everyone listening. So we're back at the station and we've got Moody ignoring the phones ringing and that clown enters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and then Moody just kind of like beckons him closer and he's got that uh, bouquet of flowers that squirts water into his face. Yeah. <laughs> And so now with knowing how grumpy that Mooney is, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you would think he would just kind of try to beat the you know crap out of the clown or whatever, because he is really sick and tired of these kids pulling the pranks on him. 
Right. Um, but instead, he's very, very patient and he walks the clown. You know, he arrests the clown and puts him behind his puts his hands behind his back and puts the cuffs on him and everything. But he seems to be very patient. He's like not um, not acting out in anger, really. Yeah. Well, and then the clown's hands just come off. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Um, And this is where we hear the two uh, gentlemen from much earlier that they want out of the holding cell and back. Yeah, the the two guys that Mooney arrested at the beginning uh-huh, of the film. Exactly, our winos in air quotes. <laughs> winos. But now Mooney has uh, walked the clown back to the holding cells. And he actually opens the cell with the same two gentlemen that are being held and puts the clown in there with them. Yeah. And, um, and then hits him with a bully club. Hits him in the clown's head, does like the, the exorcist spin uh, yeah. around and... The Mooney steps back. He's kind of shocked. And then the clown, what the hell are those things called that you blow into? And I don't know. I actually had to draw it. I drew it on my paper. But oh, okay. It's like a, you blow into it and it like it coils extends, and yeah. recoils. And yeah, it's like a little, like a whistle party yeah. favor toy thing. Like you do but that yes. on like Happy New Year and you blow into Exactly. Things, or a yeah. birthday favor, you know? Yeah. But so like it recoils and it, you know, grabs him by the neck and then slams his head into the bar. <laughs> yep. And that's the, the last part we see of that scene. Yeah. Well, it, well, and then the, the clown turns to the two guys and the one asks, what are you in for? And that's the end. Oh, <laughs> shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So those those. Well, anyway, we'll get there, but it's not going to end up well for those two. So Deb has finally gotten out of the world's longest shower. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And then so that's that that's it she's gotten out of the shower now we're back with dave arriving at the dark office um the phone rings it's just playing circus music and then he sees those giant clown footprints that are multicolored, like all over the place leading back to the cells and then they're covering the walls back in the holding holding section yeah like that clown took a took a walk on the, the floors and the walls and everything Exactly. Uh, and then we see that the other two gentlemen are cocooned inside their cell. Yeah, they're cotton ba- candied up. Yeah, he peels back and reveals the face of one. And then the arm drops out of the, like for a jump scare, drops out of the top one. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so then Dave is heading out, out, out the outer side of the police station, like the, the, uh, the office space of it. He's confronted by the clown, um, but he's got Mooney on his lap and he's manipulating him like a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> and I thought you'd like this part because I remember a few episodes back we were talking about the, you know, humanoids from the deep ventriloquist and everything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he says, it's like, a, don't worry, Dave. Uh, all we want to do is kill you. And he's got like makeup on Mooney's face and everything. And he just like, pulls a bloody hand out of his back and just Mooney falls to the floor because he's dead. <laughs> yep. Uh, of course, Dave tries shooting, but that's just useless. They just, no good. Yeah. But he finally shoots off the clown's nose. Right. And that's where we learn. It's like you got to, in zombie films, you aim for the head. Well, in these, uh, to kill these clowns, you have to aim for the nose. And then like glitter erupts. And then he kind of starts spinning quicker and quicker and becomes almost like a, would you say like a diamond shape? Yeah, it almost looked like a green glowing diamond. And then it exactly. Poofed. And then he's just gone. He's yeah. down for the count. He's out, out of the way. Yep. 
So uh, Dave's on the phone and then um, he hears that, uh, or he says he wants that uh, all available units and helps on the way. And then Dave realizes that he uh, needs to check on Deb. Then we see our ice cream truck heading to Deb's and the brothers aren't buying the clown story at all until they see the parade of, cl of clowns picking up cocoons off the road of people that they have uh, encapsulated in that pink substance. Yeah. And what is that? Like some kind of giant vacuum cleaner? It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it's pretty fun. Yeah. And then we, the, the one man who's like hiding out underneath the car and he takes off running. Oh, yeah. And then he gets zapped. Yeah, he gets zapped. Um, and then so Deb's all cleaned up and she's, you know, she hears a noise. And then that's when we realize that the uh, popcorn is turned into these like little like, well, they have clown heads, but the bodies are almost like reptilian like, like snake like or worm like or something. Yeah, I was thinking like the um, going with the clown motif. That it was like Jack in the Box heads, and that was oh, like, that's good, yeah, uh, very good, yes, 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 yeah. I would tell, yes, much better put than I said. Um, and they're like coming out of the hamster, and then the medicine cabinet. And one pops out of the toilet. Yeah, she she actually like uses a sh uh, shower nozzle to take care of that one. Right, but then at one point they they like bite her shoulders to to pull her into the wall or something or or the medicine cabinet. And it's like the, the teeth can't even penetrate the sweater. Yeah, no, because they're made of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so she hears Mike at the door only to realize it's the clown uh, impersonating Mike's voice. Right. And she goes then, to run out the out the back or like one of the windows and there's clowns out there with a trampoline. Yeah, they're like a fire brigade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but the clown waiting inside for her actually engulfs her in another one of those balloons like the female caller had mentioned earlier to Mooney. Yeah. It's yellow with red dots on it. So as the clown is leaving with the balloon, the ice cream truck arrives um, and they see the balloon attached to the car and they decide to take off in hot pursuit following the clown car. All right. Follow that balloon. <laughs> Well, Dave arrives as the ice cream truck is taking off. So now we've got Dave pursuing the ice cream truck, which is pursuing the clown car. Well, the uh, Paul, the more to me, the more obnoxious of the two brothers, slams on the brake of the brother that's driving Rich, slams on the brake, causing the... Um, police car to slam into the back of the ice cream truck, which allows the clown car to take off with Deb and the balloon, making them lose like time in pursuing the clown and Deb. Yeah. Which I thought was a really bad thing to do, but he's like, well, the lights were on. I thought that he wants to pull over, <laughs> which Mike was there. I would have been like, no, he's on our side. Keep going. But anyway, that just, you know, allows the clown to get up to take off in our story to continue on. Yep. So Otherwise actually, we the clown have a movie, right? Exactly. So the clown is heading off to an amusement park. Is what he's doing, and there he he uh, engages with the night watchman, who you know lets him know the park is closed. But that doesn't matter because the clown car just opens up, and more and more clowns start coming out. Yeah, they start piling out, and then. Uh... They each got pies in their hands. And he's like, what are you going to do with those pies? 
and then they throw him or throw the pies at him, but the pies are almost like uh, acidic or whatever. And they just cause him to melt into a pile of melted ice cream with a cherry on top, <laughs> a giant cherry on top. Yeah. Like at first it looks delicious and until you realize <laughs> it can rot you from the inside out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, eventually the four gentlemen arrive, which is the cop and Mike and then his two friends, the, the uh, ice cream truck owners. Uh, and they head inside the amusement house or the fun house, however you want to say it. And this is where you were talking about. They're all speculating, you know, what the actual aliens might be, you know? Yeah. And this yeah. is where uh, I think uh, not Dave, but Mike, he came up with like the ancient astronauts um, mm -hmm. visiting exactly. Earth before. And he was like, maybe our idea of clowns came from that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, just really quick, this has nothing to do with anything. But do you remember the cutouts of the giant creatures and stuff inside of the funhouse when they first went in there? I do, yeah. Those were awesome, I thought. Yeah, and didn't they remind you of the thing, the the shadow puppets that that clown was doing? Yeah, they did. I thought they were really cool. Yeah, especially like there was like a dinosaur looking one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's good. neither here nor there, but I was hoping you remembered them because I thought they were really cool. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. So they're heading deeper and deeper inside this amusement park, you know, fun house thing, um, tent. Uh, and the one brother decides to hit a red button, which I'm like, why would you do that? Because I would hit the red button too. Would it's, you really? It's I'm just like, so oh. shiny. It's, it's irresistible. <laughs> well, the brothers get separated from uh, our main pair and they fall into a ball pit. Yes. And... They got what they've always wanted. Yes. Now, <laughs> did you notice that the clown? Okay, so they fall in the ball pit, and there's these two female clowns sitting on the edge of it with their feet in the ball pit, like they're soaking or something. Right. It's almost like a hot tub kind of situation. Right. 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 But the one, her, her chest, her breast started to increase. Yeah, and I think that the clowns can read your mind and know like what you're looking for, what you want. Right. But the other ones didn't seem to work properly. Did you notice that they didn't grow as big as the other ones did? I thought the, the mechanism didn't work properly. Maybe I was only paying attention to the ones that were expanding. I was like, oh, OK, they can read their minds that they know these guys like big busted women, I guess. Yeah, I um, thought the one didn't work. Oh, OK. Like, yeah, probably clearly didn't. they clearly they both should have been working, but the one did not expand like yeah. the other. And I thought, oh, the mechanism didn't work. OK, anyway. So now we've got Dave and Mike heading off to find um, Deb and they are uh, back in the same tent. So it's almost like they're kind of like making a circle. They're messing around with them. Well, they eventually make it to the cocoon storage and um, they're looking for the balloon so they can release Deb. Well, while they're in there, a clown enters and the two end up hiding behind all those like hanging cocoons of cotton candy which look like upside down rainbow uh, uh light bulbs covered in pink fur to me <laughs> yeah so this is where we get the clown with the giant like twisty bendy straw yeah the, the crazy straw is that what they're called the crazy straw yeah the crazy straw <laughs> and he just like sticks it in one starts drinking out like this red liquid which i guess is blood i guess yeah like they're they're popping us like we're capri suns or something right exactly exactly well, so the clown heads off and Mike's freaking out, but then Dave, out of the corner of his eye, spots the yellow balloon with Deb inside of it. But they realize that they can't just break it. He's got to shoot it. 
Yeah, which is weird. Like, I know punching it does no good, but shooting it, I, I just, I don't know. I think there was like a, a better way to do it. Like, maybe pop it with a pin or whatever. I don't know. But I guess that wouldn't make sense because she would have, she was dressed and she had that one earring on. So if popping it would have worked, she could have popped it from the inside. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Or maybe you know she saying? didn't even think of that because she was just trying to escape and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so the, well, and Mike freaks out because he's like, you can't shoot it. But he's, Dave's like, I'm going to shoot it. So he shoots it. And of course, she does. Uh, she is freed. She does escape from the balloon. And they did you retreat. notice like there was a little like a fart of glitter when when he yes. popped the balloon? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they're escaping. But now the clowns are in hot pursuit. Um, and when they're, of course, when they're shot, they burst into glitter and they decide that they're going to make their escape down this, like, like, a, like a fireman's pole almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're dropping down, dropping down the floors, but then they realize that if they drop down a further floor, there's this giant, like the pole actually ends in this monster's mouth. Right. It's like this graboid creature waiting. Exactly. For <laughs> yeah. So they have to stay on that one level. So they jump off and they head down inside of a balloon pit. Um, and then they have to retreat out of this like giant, like, it's not a real snake, but it's like a, uh, a, a man-made, it's not like a living thing, but like a, a, a creature to made to look like a snake with like a, what do they call them? The little phosphorescent creatures that live under sea with oh, like a the, little lighting uh, too. The, uh, the, the kingfish or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, it fisher. looks like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but then they're met with just a series of decreasing doors they get smaller and smaller and smaller well, right. finally they get through the doors uh but they're being pursued by the clown with the balloon dog again a different balloon dog i, I imagine right. the not, first one not the his, one that got ran over in the beginning yeah the first one met his demise <laughs> um well basically they get out and it's the other side is a box so they lock the clowns in the box but they're on the other side they're just surrounded by more clowns yeah and why would you block the door with the only weapon you have i'm assuming yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know, Rob. That's just that made no sense to me. I'm like, let them come through the door and then shoot him in the nose. Or, yeah, I don't know. know. Yeah, that so, that was just my line of thinking. Yeah. So basically, the only way to go is up. So they climb to the top of these like stacked like boxes, and I'm using air quotes. Climb to the stack of these boxes, um, and the clowns are just climbing up after them. Well. While this is all going on, we get the ice cream truck busting through the the wall of the like the tent, and <laughs> you know somehow um, those two have managed to escape the ball pit with the two clown female clowns. Right, because all the all the lady clowns wanted was to cover them in lipstick kisses. Exactly, exactly, and so they're using their uh, their intercom that they would to like you know draw the kids to buy the ice cream. And they're, they're they're making like the command that Jojo the Great and Powerful uh, demands that they let them go. And for some reason, <laughs> the clowns are kind of buying this. Yeah, they're, they're mesmerized by the clown on top of the vehicle. Yeah, so they kind of start heading towards it. But then all of a sudden, the clowns peer up and there's this giant ring above the box that, that everyone was on top of. And this, it looks like a clown puppet. They call it Clownzilla. Yeah. But this clown like marionette puppet starts coming down from that ring that and lit ring you're right and all the other clowns just back the hell away from it oh yeah because it's scary as hell <laughs> so that gives the trio time to flee um 
as the puppet starts attacking the the ice cream truck. Yeah, to crush uh, Jojo. Yeah, it just like hurls the truck and it ends up bursting into flames. And, and I now, think that's the explosion they were looking for in the, the drag yes. racing scene. <laughs> they spent all the money on that one. Right. Yeah, it was way more impressive, that's for sure. Uh, now, the the puppet clown now is approaching, or Clownzilla, is approaching the trio. And that Dave realizes that um, he's got to draw its attention away from Mike and Deb, giving them a chance to escape out the hole made by the ice cream truck in the side of the tent. So (laughs) the clownzilla actually picks up Dave. He's holding him much like Fay Ray and King Kong. And I wanted to ask you about this, but when uh, when they did the stop motion photography for that, now didn't Uh it look like Clownzilla was holding a Ken doll? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, totally. And I'm fine with that. It did not bother me one iota. I think it just went hand in hand with some of the other effects. I was just totally on board with it. It didn't take me out of the film once. (laughs) No, it was just one of the things that I noticed. I was like, that's he's holding a Ken doll. (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. Um, But Dave realizes that he's wearing a police officer badge. And so as uh, Clownzilla raises him to his face, he just pops him in the nose. (laughs) And see, this is why I didn't want to ruin the ending. So I was like, why doesn't he just pull off his officer badge and pop the uh, pop the balloon with it? Exactly. But so, of course, this pop causes glitter to fly everywhere. And then the uh, Clownzilla starts to spin. Oh yeah. And as this is happening on the outside, all the officers are watching like this big spinning top taking off um, because the clown ship apparently looks like a giant top and it's taking Mm -hmm. off. Um, But then uh, it explodes. mm -hmm. And then from the air drops this clown car, which crashes right in front of everybody. And fortunately Dave is inside. He's not dead. Right. And he's followed by the two brothers we thought met their demise when Clownzilla destroyed the truck. Which is when Walt turned to me and said, I was kind of hoping they were dead. And I was like, me too, because they're so damn obnoxious. <laughs> uh, oh. I really like having not having not seen this movie in probably 20 years. I actually thought they were dead. Yeah. But how did they survive? Do you remember how they survived, Rob? Oh, they hid in the freezer. Mm-hmm, hit in the freezer, sure did. Uh, and then glitter showers from above, and then our three main characters are hit in the face with pies. Yeah, but didn't they say something before they were hit in the face with pies? I'm trying to remember. I don't have anything written down. I think uh. they just looked up. <clears throat> oh, okay, so the so, something like, so it's over, or is it over? And then that's when they get hit with the pies. Hmm, I that, that I don't know, because I have no... I usually write like stuff down and I don't have anything written, but that's not to say they didn't. I just didn't write anything down. No, I, I have it been, in my notes. Um, I was going to say, I may have been so damn mad that the two survived. Yeah. So it's, uh, I believe, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's, um, oh, I believe it's Debbie. And she's like, do you think it's over? And then, you know, they, they get hit with the pies and then the credits roll. Gotcha. Now I'm going to go back to galaxy of terror. Because porn stash by all rights should have had his clothes melted off by that slug. By all rights, Mike, 
Deb and Dave should be melting into a pile of ice cream. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, they were hit with pies from yeah. somewhere. And so that like, because the officer or the security guard was hit with mm-hmm. the pies, he just melted into nothingness. Yeah. So it's no. like, you know, I'm thinking pie in the face. Those three are just piles of human goo by now. Stick by your rules, movie. Yep. <laughs> don't go, don't go giving <laughs> us plot holes. <laughs> All right, so Rob, we have survived killer clowns from outer space. We did. We survived the invasion, the initial invasion. The initial. One can only one can only fret. Uh, did you like the movie? Oh, that's why I picked it because it's a movie that I still continue to love, and um, it's not gory by any means. But it's just if you're looking for a night of mindless fun, definitely put this on. Now, would you recommend it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now, I agree. Um, and also, I, I don't know if this, if this matters to people or not. To me, it doesn't. But for some, I know it does. It's only like, I think like uh, 88 minutes. It's, it's so like, short. Yeah. Yeah. And it flies by. It really does fly by. It doesn't wear out its welcome. No. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. It is silly. It's It's incredibly silly. But that's not a negative. That's a positive in my book. Right. Um, That's what I was thinking. It's not it, a slog to get through. It's like it's there oh and then no. it's gone before you know it. it. And it it very well mixes like the comedy, the sci-fi and the horror very well. Oh, yeah. They did a really good job on this movie. Oh, yeah. And I, I cannot sing the praises of the Chiodo brothers enough on what they accomplished with this film. And especially now, knowing what you, what you had told me that they did Critters and a couple other films, it's like, oh, I can totally see like this taking place in that same universe, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty darn cool. It's pretty fun. And again, it's PG-13. So the clowns may be intense for some viewers, but it's not like you're going to get gore. There's no sex. There's no nudity. Uh, I think there's one F-bomb. Um, and that's it. So, I mean, it, it pretty much is family friendly. Yeah. It's definitely like if you've got a child, maybe 12 or 13, it's definitely safe for them to watch. I mean, oh yeah, there's nothing they, terrible get a in kick this out movie. Of, no, not at all. Uh-uh, no, I'm really glad you chose this one actually. So next go round, Rob, what are we going to be doing? Oh, we are tackling Howard the Duck. And I know you guys are probably rolling your eyes and groaning, but just hear me out, okay? (laughs) It's a it's a fun movie, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm planning on uh, getting hair extensions added to my bald head just so I could crimp my hair in preparation for the for the podcast. Oh well, I might be getting a wig. Yeah, I think, and uh, you know, just just rocking out in my eighties gear. I, I think it, I think it definitely deserves that from us, Rob. We've got to commit. I think, yeah, we definitely do. Most definitely. Well, again, we always sincerely thank you guys for joining us. It means the world to us. The more the scarier, I always say. And if you want to reach us, I am always lurking around Instagram. Our account is midnight mass creature cast. Yep, you're always lurking. <laughs> lurking. And uh, if you want, if you have movie recommendations, 
If you have comments about the show, if you think there's anything that we missed um, in any episode, please do send us an email at mmccpodcast at gmail. Did I get that right? Hang on a minute. Now, I might have to do some editing here because why am I forgetting the email? Um, Okay, mmccpod at gmail.com. There you go. All right, stay spooky. Bye. Thank you.